It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hold the show. I'm tweeting slander. <laughs> Holy Lord. Hold on. I'm dropping some slander on the timeline, guys. This news is too fresh. Do the show without me for a minute here. I'm just getting ready. Oh, my God. We're live. What, what is up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the DNBA show. Let's go. Let's go. Our long national nightmare. The profile photo. Our long national nightmare. Oh, my goodness, fellas. We have ourselves a show. We had a completely different show that I was actually very excited about. I was very excited to do that. Maybe that's tomorrow's show. It was a four. (laughs) It was a four. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a good one. But instead... We're going to have a trade to talk about. We're going to have a big trade. A real involving one. We love trades. A we real trades. <laughs> we love trade season. A real actual, not a hypothetical, not BS reports. In fact, the opposite of that. Uh, something nobody saw coming. To help me talk about it over here, I got the mustache man himself, Brendan Vogt. Maybe we jumped the shark, fellas. Hard to say. Maybe we jumped I, the shark. I do not think we jumped the shark. Over here, <laughs> a man with immaculate vibes. It's D-Line. Yeah, I had a... Pointed reason for wearing the shirt. Number one, it's for the Rockies. Yeah, that's what it was. Number two, TBD. Wins, Shout out to the Rockies. First man. year with 100 wins. Shout, Shout out, out to the to Rockies. The Rockies. It's, it's, is that what I heard? It's always wins? sunny at 20th and Blake, baby. <laughs> that's always sunny. <laughs> it's t- technically true. Uh, and then over there, the man with the wind behind his hat. Can't wait to talk about the biggest player move of the day. Rudy Gates to the Warriors. Oh! <laughs> Any reaction to that one? Let's go, dude. Another veteran. They just keep... Ugh, Austin guys. Rivers has to be so pissed right now. He's got to be just livid. Guys, we have ourselves an actual... Tra- Actually, update on the Dame story. A 365 plus days and counting. Because this really was going on last summer. And here we are now with finally a trade. Damian Lillard is going to the Milwaukee Bucks. What does this trade involve? Dame to the Bucks. That's the big one. Yep. Drew Holiday is going to the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Wild. And then Yusef Nurkic is going to the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Also, I fell, DeAndre. I fell sorry, Drew Holiday and DeAndre. Now, this is really we. There's all these other pieces yeah. we're going to get to, but if we talk players, Lillard to the Bucks, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton to the Blazers, Nurkic, Nasir Little, Grayson Allen, and Keon Johnson all going to the Suns. Yeah. Um, my goodness, man. First of all, it's hilarious because this was never reported. This was I never seen, saw a single rumor. It's that always didn't. how this happens. Of course it is. Because if you're a good, if you're actually a good owner, you're actually doing. GM, you're, not, you're not like, oh, oh man, I just got off the phone with. Yeah. I'm going to tell this idiot uh, that, with, that wears sunglasses that I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. I got all the secrets that I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, I'm going to tell like a guy on Twitter. I'm gonna Forty let, different people <laughs> around. Gotta let him know right now. Um. Let's start it off, and I'm going to throw to you first, Wind. What's your instant reaction to this deal? 
Well, my instant reaction is no NBA insider knows anything. Like I've told you guys on this show <laughs> for months and months and months. Nobody knows what they're talking about. This yeah. is more evidence. Yeah. But I'm immediately thinking about this from a Nuggets perspective. Of course. And from a Nuggets perspective, like I said earlier this week when we were discussing Yusuf Nurkic potentially to the Suns, this gives the Nuggets an even more open path to the NBA Finals. This clears the way, I think, because Yusef Nurkic is, to me, a clear downgrade from DeAndre Ayton. And yeah, they got Grayson Allen this year a little. I don't know how much those guys are really going to matter. The crux of this deal for Phoenix and the thing that matters from a Nuggets perspective is them swapping DeAndre Ayton for Yusef Nurkic. Yusef Nurkic is a bum. I, I think he's <laughs> not a good NBA center anymore. And the whole league is going to see that this season now that people are going to actually be watching him play this is great news for the nuggets this is a clear downgrade for the suns and man like the nuggets road to the nba finals just got a whole lot easier a whole lot easier i think so man you're coming in hot not even like a small amount easier a whole lot easier dude having yusef nurkic at center man it's like not even having a center i i, I really think that <laughs> i he gets hurt <laughs> He's not a good defender. Oh. He's going to want his shots on offense yeah. next to Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. This is a terrible fit, I think. Wind, mm. I have a job for you. It's an, You're an NBA GM. There's a catcher in the Eastern Conference, and uh, Nurkic is on your roster. Are you still interested? <laughs> <laughs> the Phoenix Suns have traded away the only two decent defenders on their roster. That's, that's the that's Mikhail it. Bridges and now DeAndre Ayton. And I feel like they are definitely worse now than they were before those two trades. Yeah. Whew, I don't know. I, uh, I, uh, I am not as, uh, as much on the bum train as Harrison is. I, I think that, like, yeah. I, he's a bum. Yusuf Nurkic is a bum. <laughs> he's nothing. It's a hobo, hobo willy he's, on the train. He's washed, dude. He's way past done. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The real issue with DeAndre Ayton is that he was just a little too delicate to, to play center. And, and now you're going he, to Yusef Nurkic? He's in, <laughs> as comparing those two. Delicate not from a health standpoint, delicate from just a toughness standpoint. You're he saying. would be muscled out of every important right. rebound. He would be shoved into the underneath the basket, out of bounds, not at all in play. Um, I don't, Yusef Nurkic is not the guy that I would have focused on because it, he really has like gone uh quite downhill in portland but like i i'm like i'm like not 100 percent comfortable with this yeah i will say one thing about the nurkic part here dame by all accounts is a really good leader and really took nurk in i remember when they came to denver that first trade i remember when nurk did media dame sat with him and i remember how goofy it was yeah. but it was just one of those ones where he's like i know this media contingent hates him. I know that this fan base hates him. I'm going to express support by just kind of being with him through all these things. And I know it was a little thing, but I took such note of it. And I remember how close Nurkic would always talk about Dave and how much he respects him. Nurkic is soft. Nurkic is soft. Part of the story of his demise in Denver, part of it was inevitable. Another center came in and like he saw the writing on the wall. But another part of it was like he couldn't handle it mentally. Right. And he kind of fell apart and he's unraveled. More, he's more mentally soft. I yeah. think Dame really helped him. And I'm kind of curious to see what happens now that he goes to Phoenix, where why did Aiton really fail there? Some of it's of his own doing. They didn't like it, man. They didn't like Aiton in, in no. Phoenix. 
ownership didn't like or, or uh, the coaching didn't like him. Monty Williams didn't like him. The players, his teammates didn't like him. They openly berated him. And I look at that and I go, Nurk is going to need a dame in Phoenix, and I don't know if he's going to get it. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> the same. That sounds exact like you're saying something maybe. different, by the way. Yeah, I mean, there's. Sounds there's, like you need to find yourself a lady. Himself a dame. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing about the the way the outcome of this Aiton situation for Phoenix is bad, no matter how you slice it, you can try to understand it. You just set the stage nicely in terms of where things were with Aiton, and they were done. That doesn't mean it's a good outcome, right? The guy that admittedly different front office regimes that was taken ahead of Luka Doncic has now been traded for Yusuf Nurkic in the year 2023. That's a bad outcome. I'm that's, not. I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I'm not being a hater. That's a bad outcome. Yeah, it is. So it that's is. not. I also think Nurkic, you know, for whatever he didn't have in him as a competitor over the years, or or had too much of in terms of, you know, his attitude in the locker room. There was a time when he was a very skilled center with utility in the league i think we're it's not that he ha holds none but we're he's far past his prime so i am with wind i think phoenix's issue is that they couldn't defend denver and i don't but, see how adding bradley beal or deandre or uh yusuf nurkic makes but, it easier I, but how can he be past his prime he's just he and Jokic. i mean Jokic is entering his prime well no no <laughs> the thing is i think what they're saying is that but he's he, just ha his play has has gone the wrong direction but I, I don't know that that's not a product of the environment. Like, either sure, sure. in the same I, way that potentially Aiton is held I, back by the fact that people don't like him. I just think I know what I saw in, in Yusuf Nurkic, young Yusuf Nurkic. I know that, like. Dude, that was like seven years ago. I, I understand. But I'm saying, like, if he was able to re harness some of that, I just. I can't completely write him off. Here's that, the, here's the, a player like Mo, I think this is what why I would agree with them, and even though I do think he's not like as bad as they're making him <laughs> yeah. seem, I would agree that he sort of peaked in value years back. Is that the league was in an ev evolution under the time when he really took off, and I think that the, the specific things that he is bad at, namely touch around the basket, teams you just learn like, oh, okay, we don't need to overreact to him. We just need them to post right. him up more, and like now that's no longer an option. And I think it reminds me of players. I mean, we've seen players like Mo Spates, for example. Was young, won a championship. It felt like he was a next great, you know, off the bench guy. And it was like, no, he just was ahead of the curve. Now teams know how to play that type of guy, and they've lost value. And I think with Nurkic, there's a little bit of that. He was good until teams realized, until the game evolved just a little bit further, and now he's mitigated. Yeah, he can help their offense, right? He's a good passer who's going to have number advantages often, right? When he, when he gets a look at the basket, he is going to be in an offense that attracts a lot of attention elsewhere. He's going to help. Like he could. There's going to be regular season utility there. I just. We know that Phoenix. If he can stay on the floor, but, if he can stay healthy, I, at least you knew Aiden was going to probably stay healthy for the most part. I'm with you that it also almost doesn't matter. I think Phoenix is going to win regular season games. I think Phoenix is a well above the threshold of competence. I think Phoenix's question is how do they match up with Denver? I don't think this move helps in that regard. I do want to quickly, guys. I want to quickly. It's still John Horst in, in Milwaukee, right? Same guy who made the Drew trade. Is that it's the same regime, the same front office? I, I believe so. that's the case. This is the second time that Giannis said put applied some pressure and they responded. Man, what a take! This first, is great. First in Drew Holiday yes. and now in Dame. And Man. so I actually we spend a lot of time shitting on all these this guys. This is such a great take. I. I this is the second time Milwaukee has said, we got you, man. What does it take? We're not letting you leave. First getting Drew, now moving Drew. And so we can talk a bit about what this does for Milwaukee, but the first layer of it 
is they heard their superstar and they responded. Can so we? I think can we pause? Uh, do, okay, we can. Go I just here. have to say one more thing on Nurkic. Hey, yeah, if I'm with Phoenix Suns, man, I'm Phoenix if I'm the Phoenix Suns, it's about the playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah. It's about winning yeah. in the playoffs. It's about winning a championship yeah. this season. Yeah. If I'm thinking about Yusef Nurkic in a playoff environment, like I'm terrified. I am terrified of those prospects of what he's going to look like defensively. Can you imagine like how? I mean, Nikola Jokic is going to run that guy ragged up and down the floor. A lot of other opposing centers will. Like he's going to have to get in shape. He's going to have to stay healthy. He's going to have to like not be in the foul trouble that's plagued his entire career so far. Like, there are just so many <laughs> alarm bells with Yusef Nurkic if I'm trying to trust that guy true. in a big game playoff environment. And you can say what you want about DeAndre Ayton. At least you kind of knew what you were getting from him a little bit until like everybody threw him under the bus at the end. Um, the prospects of leaning and relying on Nurkic as really like your only center, he's like the only big man they have outside of Drew Eubanks. Who probably isn't a playoff guy? Uh, that's be that'd be terrifying for me. Yeah, the only th- that's the, all I have to say. The only other thing that I that I think about when I think about the construction of this team is that they, like everybody else, I think they're kind of punting on, on the idea of being able to contain Nikola Jokic, and they are removing hmm. a player that I mean, Yusuf Nurkic clearly the fifth option on for the starters, right? I mean, like. It, there's no more like, oh, you know, do we need to worry about the the mid-range uh, assassins? Do we need to worry, you know, it, DeAndre Ayton, he's going to post up here. I mean, Yusuf Nurkic, you can be like, Yo, get under the basket, get on the block, stay there the entire time. If, you know, we're going to pass the ball all around the uh, perimeter and then maybe it'll make it into you. More than likely, though, you're going to be feeding Bradley Beal. You're and gonna you'll be probably feeding... miss it when you get it. But, yeah, yeah, but it's that's like... the thing is his, that's what I'm talking about, how things evolved from him. He's not good enough at finishing. He's like Gobert almost around the rim. No, I mean, I like, know, I know, but it's just it's, like sometimes you just series. we're just so Soft. we're so accustomed to the, to the center focused play that this is like almost like this is just a big guy that almost kind of gets out of the way and like can provide some of the things that they just did he, not get at all. Phoenix should have gotten Clint Capella. He would be a 10 times better fit than you. I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I'm with you on this. I just, I, I can at least understand the thinking. Here, here's where I split the difference between you guys is that to me, Aiton, Nurkic, they're almost the same guy to me in terms of their functional impact, specifically on the Nuggets. Aiton, a little bit more of a better jump shooter, but to be honest, the Suns kind of seemed upset every time they had to give him a jump shot. So now they it's have like other jump shooters. Yeah, they have other, yes. and like he was really good at it. I remember when you made the uh, mid range assassins one or whatever. There was four mid range assassins, and I just remember being like, "No, there's not." Aiton's <laughs> not part of the mid range assassins group. Like he is, but they don't want him to be. You know, he's he, yeah, but they. I mean, like you're, you're talking about those are four guys that are all like like exquisitely deadly from mid-range specifically like that is their skill set like, i know i get it i'm yeah, just no, saying know, they don't want to brand him it's almost like it does work but they wouldn't want him to be in their club like they would never do the picture with him but my point is to me it's kind of a net neutral that trade with regards to the denver nuggets Aiton, I think, was f- wholly solved by Jokic by the time they met in the playoffs and made no impact. Nurkic, I think, is wholly solved by Jokic and will make no impact. But the key that makes this worthwhile is, well, if you're going to trade net neutrals, you might as well pick up some other things along the way. And they did. Are these great players? Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, Grayson Allen? Not really. 
But they just needed guys. They're not terrible. Grayson Allen can play. He's like a good player. He's a guy that is capable of, I don't want to say winning you a playoff game, but not losing you one. And that's the thing that he I think. He could that, give you a Christian Brown type of impact 100%. in a playoff game. He <laughs> yeah. could do what Christian what a, why Brown did you, Why'd you pick him yeah, specifically? What an interesting comp. That's like, yeah. Well, I see it more I mean, as Bruce I'm not Brown, the first one to make that <laughs> comp, but uh, he can do what Christian Brown did in. What was it, game three against Miami? Of course, and that's what they needed. To me, one of the reasons I thought Denver, I wasn't too scared of Phoenix was I just didn't think they had eight guys, and they're going to need eight guys. They are closer to, if not actually having eight guys now, than they were before this trade. And is Nurkic an upgrade or a downgrade on Aiton? Probably a slight downgrade, but I think it's an upgrade just that they have eight guys. And that, to me, is why this is a win trade for them. Even if I'm not sitting here going like, oh, no. Phoenix, so I'm gonna, no. I'm going to push back. I don't know, obviously, every deal that was available to them. But my framing is this was Phoenix's last chance to make a significant upgrade. I don't think they did. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> two things on that. Actually, we'll put pause that. Let's go to the break. On the other side, I do want to talk about the idea of was there a better deal out there? Was there a better deal now? And also, Yusuf Nurkic is not a good defender. Uh, he's, he's not, not but no, neither was Aiton. So we're so that's why I say it's a scratch. Aiton was not a good defender. I th- he was to, kind of, to Jokic specifically. I think that it was there like, was a, there was a time in in the world where uh, Jokic said that Aiton gave him the most trouble defensively, and we yeah. I mean we Yusuf Nurkic is a guy that. Jokic just absolutely licks his yeah. lips and just no, clowns he, and fouls out. And guys, like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That was literally Jokic's greatest ever playoff but series. But I mean, we're, we're no, comparing to Jokic. You're, I mean, you're, 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 Jokic. you're right. You're right. He solved him. You, he did. I'm looking at it at a different angle where the Phoenix Suns are going to play 82 regular season games and probably a team or two before they play the Nuggets in the playoffs. Right, 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 right. You right. can't rely on Yusef Nurkic for that. You could, I think, rely on DeAndre You're, for I that think, more. I think that is fair. I think that's yeah. very fair. But again, I'm primarily looking at these things through the lens of the Nuggets. Neither and, can guard Jokic. And that's no why, one can and guard Jokic. Yeah, but there are guys that can. I mean, it's like do you take him down from a ten to a nine or to an eight, and they don't. They he's going to yeah, be at a ten. T- yeah, to me, it's like they they're just like we just have to outscore them. They have to outscore them, and maybe this will help them. But on two pointers, yeah. But let's get <laughs> let's hold on because I want to come back to this point. I also just want to talk to the point that we talked about earlier, which is like. Does your they added Grayson Allen too, which is kind of hilarious as well. Another hateable player. Yeah, they're trying to build the most hateable team yeah. ever assembled. Yeah. Let's talk about that on the other side. I, I love this trade. <laughs> AG one. Uh, look, if you are looking for more energy in your daily life, better gut health, if you want to optimize your immune system, check oh, out AG one. All you have to do is wake up. That's the first step. Go to your fridge, pull out your AG one, put one cup of it in a cup of water, yeah. drink it, boom. You are good to go. You'll start feeling the effects immediately. Uh, like I said, if you just like want more energy in your daily life, you want to feel alive, check out AG1. Tons of vitamins and minerals, whole foods or superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. It's lifestyle friendly, diet friendly, no matter what type of diet you're on, AG1 fits with that. Uh, so go to drinkag1.com slash nuggets. Drinkag1.com slash nuggets. They are going to hook you up with a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Start off with AG1 today. Uh, drinkag1.com slash nuggets. Drinkag1.com slash nuggets. Check it out. 
And you yeah. can keep it rolling with that morning routine with a little Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Head to Nutrafol right now. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code DNVR. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Enter promo code DNVR. Also, AG1. When are we going to come out with AG50? Dude, why why stop? AG1 is still still going. Aaron Gordon version. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> somebody just hopped in my messages about this is for you. Uh, what do you think about uh, MPJ and KCP for Holiday and Grant? I'm gonna burn, <laughs> I'm gonna burn this fucker down. <laughs> do you think Nurkic is available? <laughs> Wait, can I get Nurkic in this too? <laughs> I love the idea of trading MPJ for Jeremy Grant. Like all the, this is how you know fan bases are just inherently horrible. And I'm sorry, I'm not even gonna call it the guy who put this one, but I love the idea of the player who has like against all odds sacrificed and done all those things to be here being traded for the guy who yeah. wanted out. Uh, to get more shots. Let me check my That's notes. Actually... It was 16 and 4 they were in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that recently? <laughs> Jeremy Grant who wanted nothing to do with the Nuggets. Dude, do you think they could get uh... Matisse Tybel in that deal too? Oh man, Matisse Tybel. <laughs> they do need some defense. Like uh... perimeter big long defender. Guys, Oh, I think I'm it. ready. I don't know if I'm ready to call it because there's a part of me that respects the hustle. But I think Matt Ishbia might be crazy. He's, he's a, a wild boy. He's a wild boy. <laughs> he's a I wild boy. Any owner that cares about their team, it's one of the like tent poles of you just want your owner to care deeply the way that you do. Yeah. And I genuinely think right. Matt Ishbia cares well, as much as the PHNX guys nobody. care about their team. Guys and gals care about the team. He cares. But that's a double-edged sword, and this is a wild boy. He is trade drunk. I mean, was listen. he like just getting antsy? Like, man, we haven't haven't made a trade in a while. It's like, been like twelve weeks since yeah, we let's, guys, let's the get on the phones. Let's pick the phones up. Let's go. Like, Lost let's get talking. Let's get some conversations like, going. Gotta... Do it, new coach. New coach. Should we do new coach? I buy, say, sell, buy, buy, sell. Uh, two way, two way. Do it, anybody? You know what's aged really well is uh, coming into clean house in Phoenix and then showing up with Isaiah Thomas and Mel Tucker. Uh, I'm telling you, wild boy. That's how you rehabilitate the image, baby. Um, that's all. I, that's all I got. Um, so there's definitely that layer to all of this about the owner. Um, Phoenix still. What was what we were going to talk about? Uh, Grayson Allen, which I think is a good point to bring up. They are hateable. They are incredible. Nurkic, first of all, is like one of our least favorite players. As we talked about earlier in the week, we've kind of grown away from hating Nurkic just because we've forgotten about him. Guess what? No longer. This is like a, this is like in a sitcom. When they bring back an old villain or an old fling or something, because they're like, you remember when we had good ratings a couple years back? Let's yeah. bring that character back. Let's rebrand it. Let's bring Dude, it back Grayson in. Grayson Allen and Yusef Nurkic. To go with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. It's a loathsome team. This is a loathsome Isn't that team. Is Matt thinking about us and all of this? <laughs> well, he he like, clearly is. All right, we need to make a trade, but we also have to satisfy... The DNVR Nuggets crew. No, no, you know what it is. It's when got to give them something to talk Jokic about. We got to get them going by bringing him the ball. And remember, Ishbia was so uncomfortable <laughs> that he just like rolled the ball away. He didn't even throw. He just like oh, I like it, like it was a hot potato. 
Like, I think at that <laughs> moment, and then after those next two games when they lost by, I just want to remind you guys, 41 combined That's points right. in two yep. games. And by uh, the way, Booker, both games featured a game. late fourth quarter comeback by the bench units of the Phoenix Suns. It really could have been 60 points over the last two. But I think at that moment he was like, I hate Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I hate him. I, wh- who also hates him? I got to get all those guys. Yeah, you have to. You really, at a certain point, like when you find yourself in direct opposition of the sun god, you yeah. have to be like, "Well, I'm the devil. I, that's the only way I can win. I have to go the op- exact opposite direction. I have to find the most hateable players in the league. I can't beat him at being a good guy, so I have to find uh, the other direction." Um, it is amazing. Uh, you know, as much as we sit, uh, you know, we were making fun of the idea that trades are really just for entertainment value and blah blah blah. Man, goddamn this league. You know what I mean? This, this league. league this is like pure. WWE stuff. This is like, I cannot wait to see these two teams line up. This so is unbelievable. We're going to hate this team. We're going to hate them. I mean, we already did, let's be honest. Yeah. What do you, yeah. We are going to hate them. But do you think the rest of the NBA is going to hate them? Are they a hate? Are they a. Well, first of all, I think the rest of the NBA hated when the Suns made the finals. And I, I can't explain it, but I'm convinced every fan base and every team hated the Suns in the exact same way that we did that Chris year. Chris Paul carried a lot of that weight, I though. know. Yes. So that's the thing. This is a new kind of ship in Phoenix. Uh, I'm, I think they're going to be more well-liked than they were previously. Oh, I don't know about that. Do, Unless do you're people just like Bradley Beal, though, just off the top? The, the Suns are the, are the real Hoopers team. That's the thing. I think they kind of get the that. real hoopers oh, like of Twitter bro, unite for, to like, like the that, that show. Speak like the worst version of those shows. They're gonna love this this squad. Really? Oh, they're gonna talk about them daily. I the only thing is, like, here's the thing, man. It's the same way that Embiid was like Philly's champion, and then he goes down sad, and then everybody hates him. The Suns have gone down sad two years in a row, man. They've gone out really, really, really sad. I, I feel like there's a little bit of a. If you're a real hooper, you're a little bit like. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to tie my real hoopers. Don't care about championships, though. Just care about <laughs> they just care about buckets. But they, no, they, this but is, they didn't get eight points. Eight points in an elimination. But game this, for is Devin the, this is the this is what the Suns have in their benefit or working for them at this exact moment in time. Is that none of us can imagine at all what this looks like. Like I know. these are like every year they bring it. Like so, the the arc of this current Suns being hated. Uh, storyline is like they start off they go, get way ahead of schedule way and they ahead, talk yeah. they talk like they've been there the entire time and they have they Chris take Paul on, and they have but Chris that, Paul. that's what I, they take on the Chris Paul uh, like small dog mentality yeah. big bite or big bark rather um, and then they get humbled or whatever and then they just keep reloading and then they bring in like, then they bring in KD then, they, then they go into, then they go into mercenary mode yeah and like that's like you know that's like people don't generally like that but it's also like Kevin Durant has sort of like proven him or made himself into a villain in this way where he is just a mercenary that goes from place to place and then talks like he is he wins the championship every year so everyone's like all right enough and then you bring in another guy and it's just like i don't know what this team looks like they they will benefit in this offseason from just the idea of these names that you're putting together like it's a fantasy basketball team yeah and everyone's and, like and oh, oh man look 24 38 that's why they're likable, I think, likable? to the average NBA fan. Really? I think the average NBA fan really loves the idea of the Suns, and they will love that idea maybe until you know the playoffs start or we get to like February or March. Like, oh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Yusef Nurkic, 
all on the court together. How's this going to look? I can't wait to see it. Right. But the problem is that stuff only lasts for so long. And then you actually get to it mattering, you know, like when you get later in the regular season and it's it's the playoffs. And once they start to disappoint, I think it's going to switch to hate. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, I don't know. Like, I mean, to bring this to a very local level, this was like when the the buffs were assembling. You're like, I don't. Is this good? Yeah, that seems good. Like these are all the and like I, now it's like, are they good? I don't know. But like the swell of this idea of Except like the only difference is that the buffs were one in eleven, and so there was a level of like anything is good relative to that. The Suns were title favorites. You know, like they were starting from a point where the expectation is up here. So I don't know, man. This is a this is a really interesting one for Phoenix. I do think it's going to make this rivalry go to another level. And to circle it back to Nurkic, yep. I think Nurkic is going to have a regular season game that is phenomenal. I think he's going to have one token, for sure. like great Dude, game he's, against he's the still Nuggets. Got it. He's still got some of it. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, I do think, though, that he is a bit of a phony and a bit of a... I th- honestly, here's what's funny. I think he's DeAndre Eaton, personality-wise. I think they're very similar, very immature, very soft mentally, you know, like kind of need a little bit of extra love and attention from your main yeah. guys. And I just wonder if they'll probably tolerate him for a stint, but I just think going into a playoffs, Booker, Kevin Durant, all these guys are going to feel the same way about Nurk that they felt about Eaton totally. in a lot of ways where they're I like, I just that. hope it doesn't come down to this dude. And th- there's this idea in the NBA, <laughs> and I think every NBA front office thinks this way. They look at a guy who they might think, you know, is a little undervalued. Maybe he's in a bad situation. Maybe he's been on, you know, non-playoff teams, but you know, there's something there. And every NBA front office thinks, man, if we could just get that guy into our building, yeah. it can be different. You think that's true, though, of the Suns? I think there's some of that, absolutely. Man, I think wild to me. I think part of them is looking at Yusuf Nurkic and saying, man, look at what this guy was. But, you know, he's been on some really shitty teams in Portland. <laughs> they have been trying to win. Let's get him back in a winning environment with some, you know, all-stars around him. He's going to get back to being the defender he was back when D-Line remembers him as that guy. Hold on a second. I think that is part of what the Suns are thinking with this. Why would they feel that way? First of all, hold on. Because this is how NBA teams think. So you think it's just an irrational they feel this way? They think, let's get this guy into our building and we can rehab him into what he was. So you don't think the Suns feel they have an especially good culture. You just think they have the same delusion as most most ownership groups that they they think it. Because to me, I don't look at the Suns and say, oh, that's a great culture. First of all, it's not it's a it's not a culture. The, that's what I was gonna say. They have a it's new a coach. zero culture. They have a new GM, they yeah. have a new owner. I don't know what their culture they have a new team. So to I me, do, I, I look at them and go, I don't know what their culture is. I can't is. believe I have to make a all the Suns are evil shirt. <laughs> all the Suns are evil. <laughs> I'm not even saying that. I just say it's a <laughs> this Suns team to me is very strange. Um do we wanna is there any other takes we have on the Phoenix Suns portion of this? Well, I, I think you have to say that Grayson Allen is a playoff rotation he guy. Is. No question about he, it. He is. I mean, he's been in the Bucks playoff rotation the last several years. I mean, just last year in the playoffs, they did lose in five games. He averaged 30 minutes a game for Phoenix and, you know, played pretty decent from what I can, or for Milwaukee, Milwaukee and played yeah. pretty decent from what I can remember. So he'll be a playoff rotation guy. Um, 
you know, that being said, he's a mark that Nuggets can go after defensively, and I think other teams will. Appar- but apparently, uh, apparently, Jimmy just dropped some video talking about how the Bucks were tampering. Yeah, he's just joking. But he's Jimmy just pissed is the that best. his front office couldn't pull off the deal. I um, also think, man, but Grayson Grace Allen's a, a playoff rotation guy. He's Wait, also Jimmy a, Butler? Yeah. Grayson <laughs> Allen is also a playoff, rota- <laughs> playoff rotation guy that you don't cover in the playoffs, you know, in that series. That- he's the guy that you make him beat you. Yeah, you're fine if he's open in the corner in the playoffs, I think. You know what, though? I mean, they already had those guys out there, and now at least you have one that's like a no, much better, I, like, that's a good, scram. Probably. I think the fill-in moves there help them. I think they've added rotation caliber bodies and some guys that can play, a guy that can play defense. All right, so to summarize, we think... We are split on just how impactful this will be, although nobody feels it is supremely impactful. Just moderately good or moderately bad. Uh, It does make them significantly more hateable. Yes. That part is not even debatable. And it does bring Nurkic back into our lives in a way that we did not necessarily expect. uh, Well, he never left our lives. He kind of did, though, man. Ever since the Nuggets conquered the Blazers in that playoff series. He left their life. When they started Faku Camposo and Austin Rivers. And they just fouled him out every game. We haven't really thought about Yusuf Nurkic, or I haven't, but now we think about him again. I'm telling you, we said it right the other day. He is pissed in Honda. <laughs> you fight him once at the third fight, and then you come back around on the seventh or eighth fight. The greatest, part of, the, it is, the greatest part about all references to Mike Tyson's punch out is that when you scratch one centimeter yeah, no, of the surface, you're like, well, we're not going to do it. We're not well, that's do deeply, it. deeply well, racist. It's just the thing we used to do in the 80s, man. It was just the game we used to play. Uh, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, I'm going to go ahead and posit that we spent two segments on the wrong team. The Suns do make an impact now on the Nuggets' title chances, for sure. I mean, that's but not nearly as us. much as the Milwaukee Bucks do, who Denver might be facing in the playoffs. We'll talk about them on the other side. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. And the beer of the month here at the DNVR, the Broncos Country Pale Ale. 70 ounces. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you can drink 70 ounces of it if you want. It's six dollars a beer here here at the DNVR bar. <laughs> the beer of the month, the Broncos Country, six bucks here um, for the entire month, which is only has a couple days left. So I hear I, it's Caleb Williams's favorite beer, though. That's the thing I've heard. <laughs> I've heard it. I, I would like to true. get. I'd like a, a tank of it. It's a full tank of uh, Broncos. Is he Country. old enough to drink beer? Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. You can also try out some of our other favorites here at the bar: the Avalanche Amber, the Mile High City, the Funslinger. The Good Company Hard Seltzers, the Juice Drop IPA, the only IPA I've ever liked. (laughs) You can get that all here at the DNVR bar. If you don't know where to get Breckenridge Brewery, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Type in your zip code, shows you where to get Breck Brew. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, Broncos Country Pale Ale, the beer of the month at the DNVR bar. Let's go. If you get hurt and it isn't your fault, you are not out of options. In fact, you've got an excellent option in Bacchus and Schenker. Head to coloradolaw.net or just call 222-2222 to set up a consultation. Why should you do that? Well, you may be entitled to compensation. And the biggest barrier between you and seeking that compensation, fees, a whole tangled mess of being involved with lawyers, not a problem here. Bacchus and Schenker will not charge you to speak with them. They will not charge you to take on your case. They're only going to charge you if they've won your case. And they do that. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Whether it was a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, truck, or even an incident at work where you were not at fault, call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker, they're winners, baby. 
They win. All right, we are back here. Segment three now. Oh we God. spent a lot of time on the Suns because they're our rival. We kind of hate them. And all also these just, we love talking about the Suns. We do love talking if about If Bacchus were to trade Shanker. Oh, my goodness. In the ve- same vein of what the Suns He's did. untradeable, man. They, they come back with... The the strong arm, <laughs> like a like maybe not. I mean, who are we talking about? Here? Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. We're talking about the Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, the surprise winner. Now, I love your take, and I do kind of want to circle back to it. The Dame has successfully held Milwaukee's feet to the fire twice now. Giannis. Come, or Giannis. What did I say? Dame. Dame. Giannis has twice held his, the feet to the fire. And I also find an irony in the two guys who have sort of early in their careers branded themselves as loyalty guys, Giannis and now Dame, wind up together in Milwaukee of all places. And then the last layer of this that I just find so deliciously hilarious, Dame said he wanted to go only to a contender, and that, that was the contender was Miami. Early on, it was Miami or bust. I'm not going anywhere but Miami, and if any team trades for me, I won't play. I love it. This is by far better for him than Miami. Yes, this is- Miami, was they weren't going to win with Miami. I kept looking at the potential trades going like, ah, whatever, same team, different, different dressing. This, to me, is a very compelling team for him to land on. I, just from a what this means for the league overall and sort of like how much the NBA is willing to acquiesce to the demands of the superstar that uh, demands a trade. Like, yes, you're not, we don't own you, (laughs) but I like that they're just like, but you don't get to make every decision. Right. We're going to, fine, we'll trade you. That's fine. I got it. Like, understandable. But to me, this is like the NBA one, in, you know, in a sense here. With this. It's like it, it's a message <laughs> that true. you can't just you can't just be like, this is what I want to have yeah. happen, and it's going to happen, and that's just it. And I'm the superstar, and that's what's go- what it's. Does it be. remind you of the Kawhi deal, like where Toronto was just like, yeah, we're way yeah, off the I, radar. I really, I, it. I honestly expected Toronto to be the one to land Dame Lillard. So just did every reason. NBA newsbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, me, me, and them on the. You guys are all tapped into <laughs> the got, same line. We're on a Discord. Like. We're on a Discord. <laughs> but what do you, you think? Of, what do you think sources? of team loyalty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I will say this: Giannis didn't say he would leave. Giannis said he needed a reason to stay. Yep. Uh, and they gave it to him. I do think back about to LeBron leaving the Cavs the first time, which was probably in the works for quite a while. But I do remember. Hey, I'll stay if you get me some help. And they got him Antoine Jameson. And he's like, all right, guys. I'm out <laughs> yeah, here. that's so true. And this is this is John Horst doing what needs to be done. Five firsts for Drew Holiday. If Kevin Durant has a smaller foot, we talk about that as a trade that was very costly to their future. Instead, the Bucks won a title. Giannis is still there. Taking another gamble here. I mean, it's not as big a gamble. I actually kind of think it's a no-brainer given the pressure Giannis applied. But he went out and he did it. So for me, there are a couple of things. It's a win for markets like Milwaukee. Um, but also I have just decided in my mind, I'm going to level up the way I view this Milwaukee front office. They have earned some benefit of the doubt. Um, and they've impressed me in that regard. I, so I know you wanted me to rant about loyalty, but that's my honest. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That was a joke. But like, I, I was yeah, not yeah, trying can, to say you. Can we discuss? I, I don't, I don't see this as a great fit. Why? I don't know that those two playing styles, uh, between, Oh, just, uh, Giannis and Dame are that compatible. You, you're thinking of Giannis more as a ball in his hand point well, wing, just, but what about him as a center, which is something he's evolved possible. to more and more. It's possible. I just know that when they are at their best, it is just that it, Giannis is running downhill. Um, it's that you know, like Dame style. Obviously, you know, the styles will bend. We'll, they'll find the best way to play together. But like, I watch the Milwaukee Bucks 
get over the hump and win the championship because Drew Holiday's defense was incredible. No, you're missing the other part of that, though, I think. Do you remember what happened to him that year that was different from every other year? Giannis played center, and in close games in the stretch, Middleton ran pick and roll as the ball handler, and Giannis was just screening and rolling, and Middleton was just was just dominating. Dame now provides two guys that, to me, run pick and roll. You have Middleton, who's really tough to guard in that situation. He pulls up mid-range. And Dame, who's one of the best pull-up three-point shooters in the NBA. For sure. And now you have Giannis. The thing about, when we're talking about Nurkic and Ayton is, all right, you're passing to guys who can score, who can post up, but they're kind of clunky. They're kind of awkward making reads. Giannis is a point guard rolling to the basket. He is going to be really hard to contain as a roller I just, while also going to one of the tougher guys in pick and roll. But coverage. their offense has never been in question. Their I disagree. Is, their with offense that. hasn't? I, I think that's they, their problem. They, you think so? Yeah. The thing that changed when, when for them Giannis is got hurt, like it was a question. No, because, no, no, no. I think you're misremembering their arc because one of the things that happened was Giannis was always the go to guy in the clutch sure. because to be the best player on a team, you have to be the closer scorer. That's not Giannis's skill. When he, when Middleton became the, the guy and he became the like, this is a thing LeBron never did that he actually could have done. He never became the role. He's like the greatest pick and roll role man in the history of the NBA, but he hates doing it. Giannis like determined he was going to do that. Middleton hit all of the clutch shots in that run, yep. and it was great. And I just think this gives them now two really really hard to guard pick and roll ball handling options with one really really hard to guard center rolling option. We'll see. I, I, I think the Bucks just became the favorites in the East. I think this. I think, I think they already were. I think they hit a point where the equation changed. Right there was a point where they absolutely needed Drew's a perimeter defense. They got it. I think Drew's a little older. Some years have passed. If, in my opinion, Milwaukee has a problem right now where they need Chris Middleton to be their best player in the final four minutes of a game in a half-court offense. I mean, that's I think Giannis is a literally generationally transcendent player. I think that's a fair knock on him. The possession that he had where he just threw it away, I mean, that was... so. And their problem has been they've needed Chris Middleton to be that guy lately. I think the Drew move was the right move at the time. I do think it's everything's slid a little bit now where Milwaukee needs a little more offense. And I think Dame I provides agree. a lot of offense. I also think this provides the rest of us a different look at Dame where for the first time his defensive deficiencies, which are worth, really? talk, worth Honestly, talking Honestly, I said it's super hard to build around him, but I think Milwaukee's a rare well, example of a team that when could. When you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez, right. I mean, it's a different equation, right? He didn't have that in Portland. We'll, we'll see if Brooke Lopez has that same impact, though, uh, now without Drew. That's what, I'll, that's I'll a, go that's, ahead and go there. That's I think, a fair yeah. question. I think that this is, to, to D-Line's point, they're yeah. the best defensive team and a really bad offensive team, and this might lower them from being the best defensive team. I think but I think a, it raises them just, way yeah. up from being I so mean, I just, offensively. When they were at their best, it was not that. It's not what you were talking about. It's like they did not have offensive problems when they were at their best, and they had stout They defense. did. No, they did, though. But they, they, scored, they, they scored in, like, open court, and they scored in regular but, season. But, then but you get into a middle, playoffs. I mean, I, I, I just... I, I'm not as sold. Like, you guys are sold. I'm not as sold. They're I, the I number one defense he, is how he, they here's, won. Here's the thing. I got to see it. Here's the thing. The Bucks just got embarrassed in the playoffs. They lost in five games to the Miami Heat. Five. They couldn't stop Jimmy Butler. Yes, I know Giannis was hurt, but they obviously needed a big shakeup. I mean, you can't really look at what happened in that first <laughs> round and say, yeah, we can just run it back. I, I feel like they would have been foolish to do that. So, this is the type of shakeup they needed. So, and, go ahead, hold on. And when I'm thinking about this trade, I mean, the first thing I think of from a Bucks perspective is Damian Lillard and Giannis can be the best duo in the NBA. That is an unstoppable pick and roll. Yeah. Damian Lillard and Giannis in the two-man game is unguardable. 
I mean, you, you can't really go under Damian Lord on a screen. You have to go over. You're you, going to have to rotate hard. Giannis rolling to the rim? Are you kidding me? That's the like, hardest Giannis role, man. Giannis in the short roll? That's it's, the hardest roll, man, in the NBA. It's unstoppable. And it's so, a high, high pick and roll. It's the second best pick and roll ball handler, I would say, to guard, and the first hardest roll man to guard. Yeah. I mean, Jokic is probably the first hardest roll man to guard. Sure. It's a little different. <laughs> in a different way. Yeah. I mean, that, He's also probably the that first hardest combination is going to be absolutely <laughs> insane. Lethal. Absolutely unstoppable. So I think it's a, a an amazing fit from that perspective. We'll see how it looks in the playoffs defensively with Dame. The, the That's the is, biggest is question big because question. Milwaukee's identity for so long has been just as a lockdown defensive team. Like that's been their calling card. That's been their MO. And I don't think they are that anymore. But I think offense now is more important than it's ever been in the NBA. And you need that type of dynamic ball handler like Damian Lillard is. Like the Suns, we look at this from the Denver perspective. From the Denver perspective, the Bucks did not scare me at all as previously constructed. Even the title champs who earned it, right, like and earned the respect of the league me. from the Denver matchup, the old Bucks did not scare me at all, and I was fine with them running things back. They might have made it to the finals. I think Denver would have handled it. I think this is a different matchup now. And it's the Bucks are a team that I didn't want to see that matchup change. I was very comfortable with it. And maybe maybe we still have reason to be. But I think the Bucks just got better in a way they needed to get better. So it's it's so, scary. Uh, the Bucks scared the hell out of me last year. Like they absolutely not did. as a matchup for Denver. For I know me. I always like yeah, the Denver I always matchup. I mean, that it's, matchup. this is all easy now because Denver did what we they said did, this before like, though. It's yeah, a run record. We, we and like that for years I mean, that doesn't mean it would have played out that way. I just like that Drew team was like Denver really is tough on pick and roll though, and Drew Holiday's like not a good. I, pick under, and roll I understand. I understand. It's just like, you know, Milwaukee was like it's it, they it's it's easy to think that like they were not a good team last year because of the way that they. It's they, not even about them not being a good team. Uh, specifically, you want to know also, a oh, I'm saying specifically a Denver, Denver matchup, and I think there's yeah. a reason that Jokic always has his most historic games against Milwaukee. Um, I think it's different. The updated line in, on Bet three six five. Let's hear it. Your new. Uh, favorite to win the NBA championship, the Milwaukee Bucks. I get that plus one. 350. I get that one. Denver Nuggets plus 450. Boston Celtics plus 500. And the Phoenix Suns at plus 600. Man, read that again one more time. Milwaukee Bucks plus 350. That's real. That's pretty short odds, man. For Very a, short. For a favorite. Because Very the East, short. Because you're right. There is a part the, of this. There's only two teams the in the East. The East favorite yeah. having better odds than the Nuggets is part of that equation. Is they have a better. I've been chance hearing some good buzz the about the New York Knicks this no. summer. Oh my bro. god, I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they did not. They're not. There's in some here. buzz. They're not in here. Yeah, the in that yeah Nuggets plus four fifty, Celtics plus five hundred, and Suns plus six hundred. <sighs> Man, that's if, so if interesting. You want, if you want some silver Who's lining. after that? Uh, the Warriors at a pretty precipitous drop at plus 1,200. Where are the Knicks? Just they are not. I'm, I'm kidding. Not I'm, kidding. Under, I'm under, kidding. Under, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> Don't waste your energy. Oh, no, they're plus 5,000. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Newbeck of PHOI um, reporting that Philly is interested in Drew Holiday. As so, the, well, they that's be. the other part. <laughs> they better be. Let's just do this room real quick because we don't have a ton of time here. But oh that's God, the idea: totally is Drew Holiday that. buyout candidate? Is that yeah. is that where this goes now? I don't think buyout or, or trade candidate. Trade. Does he only he's have one year? What does he have left? In, well, I'll look that up for you. Yeah, oh look, at, look at his contract. Dude, no, James, James, Harden, James Harden would not be able to physically get to Portland. Portland, <laughs> dude. Portland, like he would not be able to find his way. Portland has the highest density of strip clubs in the entire country. This part. Did you know that? 
What? Yes. I know it's I the craziest. Right? I thought it was Tampa Bay. No, I'm nope. t- they it's a huge strip club Brother, culture they, out there. They it's are weirdest. So, I, I, Adam, I think these are different strip clubs than James Harden's interested <laughs> in going to. Possibly. They are. They are. They, it's true. Fact, it's I think they're actually, slightly think different right. in their clientele. Drew has a player option and experience. Next year. So Drew has a player option next year. But it's thirty seven million. It's a huge freaking so I'm well, thinking I mean, you could do that. Harden and Drew. James Harden Let's probably thinks the, Portland, Oregon is in. What I'm saying is Drew's going to take Asia. that option. <laughs> you think he's going to take it? No matter where he goes. Drew is. 30, Drew's a unique guy, man. He's I don't 34 know. years old, and it's a $38 million option. Yeah, but he could probably get a big deal, especially if he has an impact year this year. Right, and like, enough, if you right. go to a, I don't know anything. If you go to a Philly, could you like? Would you be afraid of an Embiid, Drew, and Maxi trio, big three? I think they'd be good. I wouldn't fear them, no. I feel like that's pretty good, man. It Drew, is really good. Drew, I feel like that's actually kind of intriguing. Embiid and Maxi. You're counting on Maxi uh, to make the uh, leap. You're uh, counting. It really depends. Your playoff offense. It all depends on how you feel about Maxi. Your playoff offense is in trouble. And, and, but, and also Drew Holiday playoff Maxie. riser, James Harden playoff evaporator, and Joel Embiid <laughs> playoff non-participant. You're right, but like, but you have like <laughs> you have true. a guy in there that you're like. This guy, when the chips are down, you can count on. And Drew, Maxi, uh, Drew, and Maxi. Honestly, like Maxi showed out like when the times were tough, and uh, Joel Embiid and and the two top ends of the Sixers like just absolutely disappeared. What one thing I do, Drew masks so much on defense, and he is an incredible player. He's also f- flies under the radar as a horseshit shot taker on offense. I think, and I think if you're Playoff offense is in crunch time is like Maxi Embiid and Drew. I actually don't think that's very dynamic. It's not, but I mean Embiid is a good defender, which we like to joke about it. And yeah. and Drew is as good of a defender that's a good point. as you no, get. That's a great so point. that's like, a and that's the most important thing is your point and big in pick and rolls. Like, can they contain? And I just think those guys would actually make a good. Like, if you're playing Denver, I think that. There's only a handful of players that really concern me about guarding Murray, and Drew would be one of them. He would make Murray's life really hard. Yeah, for sure. And Embiid is good enough to, I mean, even though we think Yoke can score on anybody, Embiid is harder than, say, Nurkic. So I just think it's two guys that match up with your best players in a way that could make it hard. And then it's just, the X factor is just, is Maxi go off? Man, we haven't said, we've said the name Nurkic on this pod like so few times over the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's back. We're about to say it. He's so back. many times. He's back. Man. We, it's like a, it's like we're redoing an old the, season so of the, a the, sitcom. The Suns locker room a, hated. I hope he just puts on a mustache. He's like a new guy. <laughs> it's like the cliffhanger at the end of episode one of a new season when all of a sudden it shows up again and you're like, what? Back from season two? <laughs> let me get oh, no. the, let me get this right. The Suns locker room hated DeAndre Ayton because he didn't play hard. Yeah. Not a good work ethic. He's just a Gen Z. Was soft. You know, not he's a different generation than them. I'm saying is what d- it is. Doesn't he's, live in the gym. And he's a now weird. they had those complaints, and Yusef Nurkic is I'm telling you. coming into that building. I'm now. telling you, they're so, gonna love him until they hate him. I have one more angle on this trade too. All right, I don't know for. I'm good on Portland. I Dame tried to hold them hostage. Miami tried to hold them hostage. I think people are gonna feel differently about the return, depending on how you feel about Nate and reset. But I right. would prefer it to Tyler Hero, and more importantly, you're right. More importantly, a line in the sand on the bullshit, right? Like that, enough's yeah. enough. You know who didn't feel like they owed that to to Dame Miami? Uh, Portland. Now yeah. they did cut him. They, they didn't owe him anything. They, they, they actually perfected this, <laughs> and whereby they did not bend the knee to Dame's demands. But they yet did still also get him did right by him. They it's, did right by him, and I think they got a better true. trade. And I just think this yeah. is good for the NBA yeah, because now Portland can say, yeah. "Now Portland can say, we did 
do what was right for Damon in the end. Yeah. We wanted to get the best deal, but we Correct. also wanted to send him to a place where he could win a championship. And they did. And they now can say that they did both. And the next time a star tries to demand out in the first year of their contract, there's precedent for a team going, I don't like your deal. The right. deal you presented us. Right. I'm the Tomorrow GM. vote, it. although you're right, tomorrow it's definitely going to leak. Like James Harden still wants to go to the Clippers. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then I'm, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm going, what are you going to do? Call me a liar again? Right. But, right. The, but the other problem is actually nobody wants James That's Harden. the difference. <laughs> There were some teams good. who wanted Lillard. This is a good outcome. And and I have to admit, the trade moved me in the end, but I also get to hang on to one take. All those updates we got the entire time, yeah. the Bucks weren't in any of them, man. Yeah, yeah. This, is the real take. this is the real take. Um, what an interesting trade, man. I will say one piece we didn't talk about, maybe we'll save it for tomorrow, is DeAndre Ayton is a number one pick. He is a good player. He is young. And he does go to a division rival. I don't know that we're going to care about this immediately, like, I don't think we're looking at the Blazers and this or that, but, you know, they do have the foundation of a young core yeah, they now, do. which is somewhat intriguing for down the line. So they do. that'll be a story for another day, not today. On the other side, though, we do have to get to our Never Ordinary Top 5, even though that our show changed at the last minute. We do still Top five get, trade requests. Tra no. <laughs> to lingering trade requests. Top, no, top, top five Damian Lillard destinations. <laughs> top, top five bums. Top five bums. We'll get to that on our other side. <laughs> Shady Rays, guys. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Shady Rays, the best sunglass company around. If you just go to ShadyRays.com, scroll their website, you'll be there a while because they have so many different styles. Every color sunglasses you could want. No matter what style you're into, for your sunglasses, you can get that on Shady Rays. You can use the code DNVR, get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You lose or break your Shady Rays on day one, they'll send you a new pair. They are they have great customer service. They really care about you as a customer. So you can go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR there, get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. You can also go to their actual physical location. If you're in Colorado, if you're in Denver, they have a shop at Park Meadows Mall, south of Denver, south of downtown Denver. Uh, but you can go there, check out your Shady Rays in person. But if you just want to check them out online, ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR, 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Holy smokes. Man, that is awesome. You can wear those Shady Rays if you have to go outside and pick something up and you weren't thinking about it and you recently consumed some Kind Love. No. Uh, kind Love is one of the first dispensaries in Colorado. They've been around since 2010. The original boom, baby. So you know they know what they're doing. Known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. I'm not just reading from a script, friends. I've smoked it. I don't it. know how to read. I like it. Yeah, not only do I not know how to read, I've tried this stuff. It's very, very good. And by this stuff, I mean some of their many items that are available. It's a full extensive menu that you would come to expect from every dispensary, of course, but they also have their own game-changing new products like TurboCore. We've told you about that. It looks like a toothpick, except it's weed. It's pretty sick. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver, mention DNVR and receive the DNVR exclusive discount of 25% off. Ladies, fellas, if you recreate in Colorado, you know what I'm talking about here. It's all about finding your neighborhood discounts. I get it. None of them are going to beat 25% off. That is a fourth off your pod every time. Go to Kind Love to get it. It's worth it. Use code DNVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. All righty. Back here. Final segment. We are just a few days away from <laughs> Media Day. I love this. Look, don't you always love when a show falls into your lap and like the season starts picking up? There's these storylines. Yes. That's about to come for us next week as we do Media Day. That's going to be all day Monday. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage you're going to want to check it out but as we prepare for that what is it 
we want to learn about Media Day. Before we get to your top five here, Wind, mm. somebody was asking My us, top five Portland strip clubs? Mm. <laughs> our top five... I've got some records. Our top five questions for Media oh, Day. Okay. Okay. Um, we're sticking to the original plan here. <laughs> um, Media Day is an interesting one. And I feel like the thing about Media Day, because there's not a lot of like intel that is shared, but I do feel like there's a lot of reading between the lines you can kind of get. Well, you always get the overarching message from Michael Malone. Michael Malone has to set the tone. Michael Malone is so calculated when it comes to these things, and I can guarantee you he has the theme, the tone, the kind of word he wants to put out there that's going to shape what he says Monday at media day and just kind of shape the Nuggets season. Here, here, so I'm lock. excited to learn that. Here's the lock wind. Should, we, should that I, be your top five? Hold on. Hold on. Here, here's the, <laughs> yeah, but what is he going to say? Here, here. I told our guys, the championship was last season. That is old and in the past. If you want to sit there and rest on your laurels, the rest of the league's coming for you. That's going to be the message. What about, what about, we were the hunters. <laughs> there you go. This for is these last our, several years. Yep. Now we're the hunted, Adam. Uh, yep. Now we're the hunted. And we've never been the hunted before. Yeah. So I can't wait to see how our guys react to that. It's a new challenge. Now, there's a lot of guys out there that they're, they become satisfied when they win. I, for me personally, I'm not a guy that's satisfied. I, I, I just get hungry. Adam, you know what Jeff Van Gundy told me when I was working for the Knicks? <laughs> and so my question is... Never be satisfied <laughs> Never coming be satisfied. off a championship. Yeah. And yeah. I've carried that forward with me yeah. to this season. And that's what I asked the guys today. What kind of team do you want to be? <laughs> when my father, run, you guys got to stop running through a wall. <laughs> when I, when my father was the assistant coach for, for the, the Bad Detroit Boys Pistons, yeah. <laughs> and they won. Adam, Adam, as you know, I coached LeBron James in Cleveland for yeah, a long that's time, right, yeah. and he coming off, you know, the long finals runs that he came off. He was never satisfied. He was never satisfied. I hope he sees this and doesn't answer any of our media. <laughs> he no answers. Yeah. He's like, you know what? That's right. He's like, that was my whole speech. They just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We come over like, oh, we're not doing media day. We, we're not allowed this. We, we ruined it, guys. We ruined media day. <laughs> we lost we're all of our credentials. We're joking because they're somewhat predictable, but at the same time, man... But this we is, love it. We do love it, and this is it does remind me, oh God, I hope, I hope Coach Prime fans are not watching, but it reminds me of how much everybody got outraged at the Oregon coach for just saying what every coach in America says at every football yeah. game before. Yeah, Those guys over there are bad, but us, we're good. And yeah. we're going to run through Do you wall. want it? They think they, they want think it. They are Do you want it? Those guys are fake. Us, we're real. <laughs> now, let's get out there. And everyone's like, how could he be so offensive? I was like, guys, have you ever played football? This you ever is our house. <laughs> they say the same shit. Um, <laughs> That's like the most, that was like the most G-rated thing I've ever <laughs> so said. So G-rated. <laughs> They're playing for clicks and we're playing for wins. Like, yeah, of course. This is a line you would use in this scenario. It's a bar, too. It's a bar, but Sorry. it's also the most obvious yeah, bar course, that you would yeah. say. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't believe it, man. I'm so offended. <laughs> it's the same with the Lakers, though, with Coach Malone. Like, him having fun at a parade? Yeah. Oh, he needed to be humble about to, us. To be fair, Malone did his own thing that I haven't seen before, which is after game one of the Western Conference Finals, basically went... Those guys ain't shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> into he, the microphone. He was our Draymond. Yeah, like, remember Draymond <laughs> yeah. was like he did the like LeBron. Nope. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Play D'Lo? Yeah. <laughs> so, but the greatest thing is that it was right. Yeah, it was it's right. Oh, that's, it's yeah, the best. That's, that's, it's dude, incredible. That's the point. <laughs> These things are like you do it's set the narratives, best. and they are also <laughs> corny and true. And that's the thing. All so right. great. But there is also real pieces of information. And when you're gonna walk us through it on our. 
Bet three six five. Never ordinary. <laughs> top five. It's gonna be a good one. My number one. Make don't make Wait, this ordinary. Wait, no, number one. Yeah, that's. Oh, okay. That's, my number five. Let's go. Right, right. Kale's number five. <laughs> He's like, I made these graphics. My in a number very five media day question: Is Jamal Murray gonna pick up where he left off? Oh, <laughs> how would we learn this at media day? If Jamal Murray comes in and says, I'm going to pick up where I left off. <laughs> okay. I'm so not, it's his swagger. I've been in the lab all summer. I, I, I think you want to hear like the words in a way we haven't seen before. I think you want to hear Jamal looks more just ready, ca- just looks chomping at the bit in a way I haven't seen him this time of year. Yeah. I mean, the way the year Jamal Murray starts is if, you know, he just hits the ground running, you know, day one. Of training camp, but yeah, day but one you, of the season, if like he is so locked in, if he is in playoff mode from day one. What do you want to hear from Jamal Murray at Media Day? <laughs> Understanding the setting and like what you can learn. I want him to be a jerk to you guys. <laughs> like, I, go. I want him to <laughs> like. That, 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 that is, is actually how I might. But, Get confirmation that it is I the want him to come three, in. Six, five, it has that at a minus five. I want him to be like, a jerk to us. He's locked in. Uh, that's what I'm that's saying. What we want. I want you to ask him very simple, basic <laughs> questions. Yeah. He knows what the answer is, uh-huh. and, to, and to look at you like you asked him why he has two heads, yeah, and to right. be like, "What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I've been in the lab all summer. Like, I don't need to keep saying that. Why are you asking me these questions? That's what I want. I want full jerk Murray. Yeah, I do too. I kind of want to hear, even if it's a lie, I kind of want to hear, he was pissed that he couldn't go for Team Canada. He's ready to go right now. <laughs> That's That part is, um, these are all locks. You guys are talking about the locks. Um, I will say this, the jerk to the media thing, like, okay, whatever. I get it. There's a difference, though, between also declaring what's about to happen. I would kind of like to see a, a light declaration. You don't have to be a full thumping your chest, but I would like a sort of like, this is going to be my best year. Oh, I am. You know what I mean? Like, I, hey, I want a... This is going to be my best year, and we're not satisfied. Yeah. That's I will be want. an all-star this year. A statement. A yep. sta- yep. That's a statement. Yep. Yeah. That kind of stuff, I think, would yeah, be Yeah, he just needs cool. to be oozing confidence. and not Oozing like, confidence. Not yep. like in years past where it feels like a cover, uh, but, but, but coming from a place of, like, you see it in his face, like, oh, like, I actually don't want to ask any more questions. Yeah. Yeah. Should we I'll ask be. him if he's back? <laughs> yeah, are you back? <laughs> Jamal, do you remember the bubble? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, could you be Bubble Murray this year? Could you be Bubble Murray? He's like, because that was your that was your peak. That was your peak with the bubble, and then you know, (laughs) he just literally kills you in front of everyone. I think, um, you know, I think all of those things are definitely, you know, are definitely part of it. I want to see the confidence. Last year, if you remember. I mean, he was confident and obviously backed it up with the championship. But in media day, him and Yoke both kind of like actually lowered expectations. It was more of a, oh, I'm just excited to play again. God, and then there was just all of the like, yeah, but it's going to be a process. It's going to be long. Yoke, he's going to suck for 20 He's going to suck for 20. Like yep. all this stuff early on in the year. And I just wonder if this year, you don't need that this time. <laughs> you don't need to temper expectations. Like, guys, it was a short off season yeah. for us. Like, we need to pace. It could very much be, yeah, we're going to repeat. Like, we're locked in from day one. Yeah. Mindset. All right. What else we got on the docket here? Number okay. four. My number four question. Let's just go to one. I for agree. Media Day. Okay. This What's sucks. the second unit going to look like? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to learn this on Media Day, though? What are the position All right. battles? All right. You're question. right. La- what question. rotation spots are up for grabs? Last year, we didn't really have position battles. You're right. Now, what do we have? What are the? What do you want to hear on that front? Well, Christian and MPJ. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> 
I told Michael Porter he is not guaranteed a starting spot. We talked to Mike. He goes, he didn't say that to me. <laughs> the full Will Barton. So that was my favorite. It's There's so a small true. forward. Position There's a position battle? battle. Oh, that would be. That would be the that. worst omen. Actually, as if on media day, Malone was. Or if Aaron, if Aaron Holiday comes in, he's like, I just want you guys to know. Justin I'm a, I just love that it's not even the right holiday, but it doesn't I matter. Want, doesn't I want matter. you guys to know, I'm we a starter a on this team. I'm a starter on this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be unbelievable. Um, but you think that that'll be addressed in the uh, at Media Day? I, I mean, it's a question I have. These are my <laughs> yeah. questions. It's a question. Yeah. Like, I might ask that like, question. You're like, they will be answered. I'm yeah. yeah. so sure you have Here's that. what I'm curious in, on that front, which is, I think, the same thing. How does Malone talk about Peyton Watson? Because I think well, and Zeke Naji. Wait, wait for question number two for that. Isn't that the same as this one? Sure. All right. No, well, keep, keep going. Keep going. I was just going to say, does Michael Malone talk about Zeke Naji, for example, yeah, as sure. a guy that is like penciled into sure. the inside track? Or does he talk about him as if like he has to beat out DeAndre Jordan? He has yeah. to beat out these other characters. I mean, I think Michael Malone will probably approach it based on <laughs> my eight years covering him and how he ta- how he approaches these things. I think he's going to go into media day and training camp with very much of a there's a lot of rotation spots up for grabs and I'm excited for the competition that we're going to have, you know, for spots on Dude, the second unit. Hold on. I think that's how he'll phrase it. New Magic Johnson tweet just dropped. Okay. The Phoenix Suns just got a lot better and much deeper roster with Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little and Keon Johnson. The Lakers are the best in the West, followed by the Phoenix by Phoenix and Denver behind them. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's go, go. Magic. <laughs> magic. Let's go, Magic. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I think Michael Malone's going to open it up for competition on his second unit mm-hmm. at Media Day. Yeah. I think that's the direction he'll take things. All right. Let's go to number three. My number three question, what is Michael Malone and the Nuggets' overall approach going to be during the regular season? And what I'm wondering here is, are they going to come out and say, we're trying to set a new wins record? Or are they going to say, we're going to, you know, we're we're not going to be like super desperate in the regular season. We're going to, you know, look to rest guys. We're going to look to experiment with lineups. I'm curious which one of those approaches they're going to take. Hmm. Yeah, you should. When we we're done with this, we should email them this top five so they can prepare for these questions. That is a good. That'd be a really good, good idea. idea. <laughs> they can yeah. actually just write in the answers underneath and yeah. email it back to you. I w- I'm curious about that as well because you never want to say that it's a long season and like we might, you know, we're gonna try. But I am curious to see if that's what we hear about. Hey, we are now a postseason team. You know, yeah. like, or if it's like, no, we're gonna go out there and try to make a statement and you know whatever. I'm, you know. The hunter versus the hunted or, or whatever is kind of an interesting one. And, mm-hmm. and that's part of, I think, this whole overall zeitgeist. Are, do they consider themselves the hunted? Or is it like, no, we're going out there to make a statement? Because it's like, if you try to say, yeah, we have to build really good habits and be a top five defense during the regular season, you can't really say we those know things that's anymore. Not true. <laughs> we know you don't have to be a top five, even a top 10 defense during the regular season. Like, Michael Malone can't come out and say that because it's just not true after last year when we just saw them flip the switch. Yeah, you have to show those things, and I think it's easy to forget now, but there were very specific games, especially in the second half of the regular season, where the Nuggets balled out defensively and we saw what they could do, and that did show up in the playoffs, but you don't obviously have to be a top-10 defense to win a championship. 
<laughs> I am curious if Michael Malone makes that a, like last year. I wonder if he comes out and declares it. He can't. <laughs> he just don't need to be. Yeah. They don't I know, need but to he be. also can't be like, look, we can take November off and March off. As yeah. long as you guys like, are playing. Really fast forward, boring. <laughs> just like, really bring it in December, fellas. Somebody we ask him a question, like, regular season? Yeah. We're talking about the regular season. Right. I will say this. Just laughing. The, 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 especially with respect to the second unit, this is just such a different second unit than anything Denver's had. It's not a lot of veterans. And I just wonder if Malone acknowledges that part of it. Like, this year is all about getting Peyton and Christian and Zeke up to speed and ready mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Or if he doesn't, he's never really said things like that. Yeah. You know? But it's just he's so done clear just that that it. is the only thing that's this, uncertain right th- now. This year, it's just so much more clear. I mean, as much as he can say there's positional battles, he knows he doesn't want Justin Holiday to win that battle. Yeah. <laughs> Him, Justin Holiday no. winning the battle is a loss for the Nuggets. We know what he is. We're hopeful Peyton Watson can become better than that, well, and that's yeah. the whole idea. All right. To you, to that point, my number two question. Oh, How much better did Christian Brown and Peyton Watson get over the summer? Were they in the lab? Were they grinding? <laughs> have they taken the leap? <laughs> you know what I don't think I have seen in the last couple months? Mixtapes? Uh, Mixtapes, but specifically a good look at Peyton. Because one of my takes on him is that he looks like a young guy. You know, he just has, I mean, he is. It's not a knock on him, but he doesn't look. You're in the league a couple years, you just get a little bit bigger. I haven't seen him lately. Maybe he's gotten zero dark 30. Just off all social media. Great advice. Not that, look, there's nothing lamer than the off-season muscle watch on an Instagram post, right? Like yeah. it's, it's hilarious and fun. But I am kind of curious just to see if he looks like a 20-year-old. Best shape of my life. <laughs> does he? Yeah. Does he look like? To me, he's always looked like a 19-year-old. He's always looked young. The one. Please. You know who I actually fell for with best shape in my life? The one thing you know you can't fall for of all people, who? Trey Lyles. Oh, really? <laughs> he looked really strong one year, guys. He really? looked really. You know what? He's playing well. He's well never the had any muscle definition. I know there was one year. You know who's best the, shape of his life? You know he the told funniest me. muscle watch though is Zion, because Zion is such a guy that on any given photo can it look like wild, the fattest dude. guy on earth or the most ripped Hulk. The I heard most impressive. <laughs> when he's in the gym and curl like yeah. half curl, his he looks like Hulk. Zion is the NBA player I feel most kinship with in this way. <laughs> I'll see a photo of myself and be like, Jesus oh, fucking Christ. And then I'll see other one and be like, okay. Look at me. <laughs> like, that, that, was, that was the same Zion day. has Paul Bunyan disease, and every time he can't move because something's torn, people are like, that guy's fat. I'm like, no, that guy's growing at a rate the human species <laughs> has never seen before. Not the same thing. I'm so curious. I mean, Peyton, we already revealed it, right? The number to the Peyton one. Yeah, I, I'm just so into, I'm just so curious to see the Peyton story unfold here in the coming weeks. And part of it starts with kind of getting a look at him and, and just kind of, you know, sizing him up. Yeah, seeing how tall he is. Seeing how tall he is. Has he grown this off? Yeah. He's young enough he could still grow. <laughs> get a good eye test. Yeah, just stare him in the eyes. Really just get a good really feel, a good for, his feel for the height. What is Michael yeah. Malone going to say about Peyton, in your opinion? <laughs> He's going to talk about how he has to learn still. So you think it's more chopping him down than building him up? I definitely do not think he's going to come in and say, <clears throat> yeah, Peyton Watson is like a, a lock to play. A lock. I, but yeah. I do think maybe the message is it's a big year for Peyton yeah. Watson. Yeah. I, I would, I would That's anticipate the message. I would anticipate a uh, Mikeyan arc with the way that I was just going to say that, man. Because that's the. the with Michael Malone, it's like, you got to come in. He is, we'll say this every time until it's just understood by everybody. It's like, he is 
a sergeant. He works in military structure. Like you have the grunt that arrives that is the rookie that has to earn his stripes, that has to, you know, find his way in the natural pecking order in the locker room. And then it is his job to make sure that that player stays humble and has to work for their supper. They can't come in entitled. I mean, I don't think that Peyton Watson is this way, like because Mike came in in like sort of a different, uh, you know, he had like some kind of soft tendencies that Michael Malone felt like he had to address and needed to be coached up. But we saw like Peyton Watson could go off script. We, I mean, granted, summer league, like what is the script in summer league? But there's like a little bit of that in him. So I imagine there will be a like you are saying, like this is going to be a big year for I him. I think I know. What we got to learn how to how how to fit in here. I think I know what the line's going to be. It's going to be – Peyton Watson can be a really big part of what we're going to do this yeah. year. Oh, there it is. Yep. There it is. It's up to him. He can be a really big part of what we're trying to accomplish this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the line. It's up to him. It's up to him. What about this? Are you interested in what the players say about him? Yes. Always, yeah. What do you expect, sure. though? They seem to love him. No, but I mean, more to the point, the questions are probably need to be – you know, what's your how, message? How big of a year is this? What's your me- what do you think about Peyton? Have you had conversations with him? Do you view him as a, you know, is there something you feel you need to do to get him ready for a playoffs? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm very curious Yoke about that. that. Uh, but I've got to think somebody like Aaron Gordon's going to have something insightful to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I could see Jamal having I something insightful to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I like, I, yeah, That's I bet that. That's a question that, for him. Yeah, you you got to know, but if you put yourself in the shoes of a Nuggets player, like a starter, like you gotta think that yeah, P. Watt's gonna be in the rotation for sure. Like you, you gotta think in the back of your mind like yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Like we'll we'll see how he does. I think he's gonna be good, but you know we'll see. Maybe maybe they view it differently, but I really do feel like there's never been a more obvious we need him to be good, but he has to earn it. Yeah, like Christian Brown. It turned out that was actually true, but it wasn't acknowledged at media day because if he wasn't good, they would have just rolled with a different guy. Right. But in this one, there's no different guy. They need him to be good. Well, exactly. I actually do see the Mike parallels D-line was bringing up here. I also wonder, and this is pure speculation, I do not mean to set a narrative here, but I think this is worth asking out loud. You know, Peyton comes in as initially a very, very highly regarded recruit who already has relationships with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. He is, by all accounts, a professional, but we know he has lofty expectations for himself, which is good. But is it an approach of... Of of reminding like, hey man, you're not there yet. This is what we need from you, and just maybe trying to to keep what could be a a really growing self confidence. I want to say in check, but maybe more in line with what the team needs from him in that moment. And so I could think, I just wonder if it'll be a bit like 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 Mike in that way. Yeah. All right. Number one. My number one. Oh my, God, my number one media How day question. <laughs> what is Nikola Jokic's state of mind entering training camp? Bro, I hope Jokic it's comes the same out. Same as every year. I hope Jokic comes out and he's like, I'm gonna suck for 20 games. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, I don't, he's like, I didn't work in anything this oh, this so summer. Good. Cracks open a beer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so anybody see Brett and Lamar this summer? <laughs> he he, he honestly should bring a beer to media day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if he brings us all beers? We all enjoy a beer together. I was yeah. talking about, I said this in the group chat the other day. I don't think you guys replied to it, but I don't expect it at all. Zero percent. But it would be a cool curveball if Yoke came in just like in peak physical condition yeah. and motivation. And it was just the biggest shocker up to all of us. That'd be so awesome. It would be the coolest thing. We're like, oh, all right, let's It'd go. It'd be so awesome, man. Uh, but I expect the opposite. 
I, do. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think we all I would do. give it like 20 to 1 odds. <laughs> the opposite. Um, the sh- Brother, the sh- I missed the game so much. <laughs> I will say this. None of this stuff matters, though, because I would say I would say Jokic's presser last year was probably the least run-through-a-wall presser you could have possibly so gotten depressing. from him. It might be worse. He literally the said they're not going to be a top-five defense. They're, you know, all, Jamal's going to suck. Like all, He said everything that you're like, Oh, and then they won a championship, <laughs> right? Easily, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, like going away. I'm expecting him to have the worst press conference of all time. You think? Oh, oh yeah. Totally. I, I will say this: if he's there, I, sure. if he's, he's there. gonna, he's gonna have, if he's there for it, he's gonna have an all-star game performance version of a, <laughs> of a press conference. Veteran NBA players <laughs> talk about. Uh, this is the dog days for them. Like, do you have to suck it up and get through preseason and training camp? Yeah. And it sucks to go through. And like every year, I think for Yoke, it gets a little bit lamer because it really is like repeating freshman math where you're just like, I have to go back to geometry. Like, oh, my God, I will say I would repeat freshman math for three hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, with a smile. But what if face. your option was to get the three hundred million, but not really? No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not that. convinced. I'm not I convinced. I wouldn't. Too. I wouldn't approach it the same way <laughs> I did the first time. Just don't do also. the homework. Yeah, you right, show right. up late. That's what I mean. Like I, I would do it, but I probably would still doodle the whole time. Yeah, I would still yeah, get. Yeah, I'd totally. still. Yeah, I get the same D. I have to. This is why Michael Porter is like. I feel like he's the worst student in class. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's because he's in the back doodling. Because Mason was out playing his ass at training camp. That's the real. Mason brought the apple every day. Sure. Raised his hand for every question. I do think this stuff doesn't affect Jokic's bottom line. I still don't like it actually. I don't I don't I don't I, mean, I don't want to make it seem charming. It's not charming. He's not be, he's not being asked to plod into the coal mines. He'll be okay. <laughs> so true. You know what I mean? Suck it up is actually the fuck. I'm you telling know. you actually, here's my real hope. Again, if we're doing fan fiction, and again, the odds of this one are also 20 to 1. These are way off. But my hope is you know how you make training camp fun when you are the genius? Your responsibility isn't to go through the motions. Your responsibility isn't to learn coverages and to learn terminology, which he actually already knows. Even if they changed everything, it would take him one second to learn it. It's to become the teacher. And this is the real value of a vet in training camp. It's not about Yoke. It's about Julian Strother and Hunter Tyson and about those guys and about Peyton Watson and this or that. And Yoke, I think, could both make the biggest impact on the team and probably entertain his mind, which I think is the thing that gets bored at this level. He could entertain it should he choose by becoming the Yoda to those guys, and that's right. what training camp's about. Dude, good there's, Star there's Wars that, reference. Oh God! But there's that. There's also like them the just playing. Yeah, just I'm happy it's them it. playing spike ball and like just yeah, like yeah. in that thing right. where it's like you, you know, like you, you just want to enjoy fellas a little bit. Can you imagine if Yoke instead of going to a Padres game this year, what if he takes him out to the tracks? Yeah, bro. Del Mar Racetrack <laughs> is not a far drive Dude, from fan, San Diego State University. Our fan fiction is so Del Mar weird. is right there. I was there this summer. I went to Del Mar this summer. It's Ugh. right there. Wait, should the fellas go for our San Diego trip? Bro. Should we do a little, little trip to Del Mar? Dude, so down. So extreme. Why not? Mm. Let's keep hopping fences where Jokic has been. <laughs> Just kidding. But That's I mean, That's how cool would it be if Jokic does embrace that and we get a story about Maybe from P. Watt, and he says, "Yeah, you know, I Yoke took me out to dinner last night. Uh, me man, and I'm him you. chopping it up, talking about what's at stake this season, talking about what we need to do this season to be successful. How cool would that be? This is okay. the most optimistic we we're going to be about media day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just wanted to come back and hang out with Aaron, man. I just wanted to be back. Yeah. With Aaron. I want to go out get some ceviche with the fellas. <laughs> with the fellas." <laughs> All right, we have some super chats before we get out of there. I am so sorry. I'm not going to be able to read your name. Uh, I don't know, but I think Miles Turner is best in guarding Jokic. 
I, All right, sure. Yeah, no. actually, that would have been a, a trade I would have felt yeah. was a lot I think it was better. more expensive, though. You know, know, that was like Carter. a one-to-one trade. Uh, I think Ray Martin is his name on Twitter, or X Martin, RX Martin. He he pointed out, the, the real answer to this is just whoever is competent and only has to play Jokic like twice a year. It's true. Because oh, once, right, right. once, once you play him, yeah. four times, you're just this, like everyone else. This is the that's the, the, the single truth. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay, that's why I don't buy this. Like I'm like Miles Turner, he has had success, but come on, sure, it's not a playoffs. It's a Ken Patterson. How long can Denver game. keep the big four? Jokic, Murray, MP. Thank you for including Mike. Joker, uh, Joker, Murray, MPJ, and Gordon together. Who will be the first to go? Well, the, the beauty is they could keep them together forever. Yeah, that's the beauty. But I will also say that is one thing I was thinking about when this tr- Drew trade went down was that if you were to ask me what the core of the Bucks is, it's Drew Middleton and Giannis, and they just won a title two years ago, yep. and now here the pr- core broke up. So it's one of those things that's the real truth that extending a prime for a core player like a Giannis or like a Jokic often involves trading out people yep. who you felt like were untradeable uh, just as recently as a year prior. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. It's a great point. If the Nuggets want to pay for it, they can keep this team together forever. They yeah. can't keep those four together forever. They can. Yeah, yeah. As long, and as long as they get, they, as long as you keep drafting well, and you yeah. keep yeah. building your, your around your core, yeah, you keep your core together yeah. forever. Or as you know, if it were up to you, you just trade Mike now. Some of you, but um, at least the Suns <laughs> so didn't get Miami's role. That's my favorite, though. I love it. I can't. It. I can't wait to watch how terrible the Suns are going to be defensively. Does this uh-huh, knock Kata Bates uh-huh, Diop uh-huh. down in the depth chart? <laughs> oh no! What about Bull Bull? Why would I do think about Bull Bull? <laughs> oh my God! This is so weird, guys. Uh, big trade happened. Finally happened. Hey man, we're free. Are we? <laughs> well. Are we on Harden Watch now? Yes. Have nah. you guys heard who's interested in Harden, the latest? Have you heard what the insiders are uh, saying? The, the, <laughs> you know what's awesome is even the insiders are like, you know what? Screw that. <laughs> right. Jeez, I know. Now we have to for, we have yeah. to point the laser beam at James Harden. Oh, I know. Like, but, oh. now, but now, doesn't it give free reign for everybody to just throw out ridiculous destinations? I'm hearing, you know what, you know, I'm I'm hearing James Harden to the Hornets. You know what I'm hearing? Dubai. <laughs> You're talking about a guy who's a 10-time All-Star being traded for Jamal Murray, who's never made a single All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. This is a clear win for Denver, you guys. 24 46 in the yeah, game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, hit that like button for us on the way out. What a fun one. Just two more shows before this the was, This was the closest to real basketball we've had in a while. So close. We'll see you tomorrow.